I'd sure like to welcome everybody into God's house this evening. I've been so excited about this meeting, and I'm so thankful that the meeting time has come and that I'm here and that all of you are here. And uh, we just got uh, such a great crowd and such a uh, great number of visitors that's with us tonight, and I just thank God for you. Uh, glad to have you, and I, I appreciate uh, God putting this revival on our heart. I appreciate uh, God putting Cooper on our heart to preach it. And uh, I want to read the scripture a little bit, but a couple of things I want to tell you first. It's just uh, uh, real amazing to me and real interesting. Uh, earlier today, uh, Brother Jeremy, he's here somewhere. Our back area. Brother Jeremy called me, and he said, hey, said, you know, we've uh, set that uh, young people's meeting up here uh, for the 15th of April, and uh, that's a Saturday after Easter, I believe. We'll have it at 4 o'clock in the evening. And he said, I've been praying about that. And he said, I wondered if uh, you had anybody settled on your heart uh, to preach that. And I said, no, I've been praying about it. I said, I was going to talk to you and, and Cassandra and some of you and see if you had somebody on your heart. And he said, well, Cassandra and I have been praying. And he said, we do have uh, somebody on our hearts, but we, you know, we uh, wanted to run it by you, the pastor. You're the pastor. We want to run it by you and see if it's okay with you. I said, okay, buddy. Who is it? He said, well. Their names, he said, we actually got two men on our heart. He said, their names are uh, Stone and Slate, which is my grandsons to you folks that don't know. And uh, so I said, well, that's wonderful. So I hung up my call. I said, I told Lena, I said, I'm going to call Stone. I'm going to call Slate. So I got Stone. I told him that story. He said, well, Papa, he said, that's amazing. He said, I heard about that uh, young people's meeting. And he said, I really felt like I need to go up there to that. I need to go to that. He said, I felt like I need to go to that. And I said, well, well that's wonderful. I said, that kind of uh, connects up real good. And uh, I said, is, uh, uh, is Slate anywhere close by that you could get to him? And he said, yeah, I believe I can. And uh, so he called for Slate, and Slate got on the phone. I told him that. And uh, when I told Slate that, and, of course, I had the phone on speakerphone, and Grandma was listening. And when I told Slate that, uh, he said, <laughs> and, his, and his grandma laughed real big. But we were, it touched our hearts. And so Slate told me about the same thing Stone did. He said, Papa, he said, me and Stone's not talk about that. But he said, I saw it on Facebook and said, when I saw that, he said, I, said, I need to go up there. And so I'm, I'm thrilled. And so we're looking forward to that young people's meeting. Now, I, I, I'm just going to take a couple more minutes. I've got more to tell you. So just bear with me and pray for me. Uh, I talked to uh, Jordan Martin, and they're going to have a, a youth meeting on the, uh, the 25th. Let me see, what would it be, the 25th? Uh, what is it? 22nd, okay. It's it, uh, going to be on the 22nd. And uh, so I talked to Jordan, and he said they would got a, a youth meeting on their heart, and they're going to have one down there at Samaria, down by St. Mary's. And he said, uh, we've got Neil Warman on our heart. And so that blessed my heart, too. And so I'm looking forward to this meeting and this revival, and I'm looking forward to those youth meetings. And, folks, I just can't tell you how excited I am to have everybody here. Oh, i got to tell you this, uh, uh, and then I'll get to my scripture, uh, which I thought, well, it was pretty neat. I thought that Stone and Slate was close by. I thought, he must have just been through the house or something. Well, when I got to church, here they come. They'd been riding in the car beside of each other when I was talking to them and uh, with their mom and dad, which is here with them. And so they kind of pulled a fast one on me, but I'll forgive them for it. And... Uh, because I'm so happy and excited anyway. And, uh, but I want to read a scripture. No, I want to do one more thing. Uh, 
I, I really am going to get done here and let, uh, let Cooper preach after a while. And I'm not trying to suggest that preachers are more important than other people. But we got a lot of churches represented here. And I wonder if I could get the preachers that you got a bunch of. Everybody church a preacher, would you just stand up? Stand up for me, just a minute. Well, that's Danny. Well, that's wonderful. I, okay, appreciate it, fellas. You can all sit down. I appreciate my preaching, brothers. And uh, every visitor cheer, I thank God for you. And if you're here and you're a lost person, uh, you're an honored guest in God's house tonight. And if you're here and been saved and out of fellowship with God, this would be a good night for you to get into. And But I want to read a scripture from the book of Deuteronomy. Just uh, take a minute and uh, open up with it. And uh, I want to read a phrase or two from verse 1 and verse 6 and verse 7. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side Jordan in the wilderness. And then down in verse 6 it says, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, and that's an, another name for Sinai, Mount Sinai, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. He was saying, you've been in the spot you're in long enough. Well, I've had a, a heartfelt burden for some people for a long time. I, I expect God's really been dealing with some people. And, and so God says to Moses, tell the people, you've stayed in this mount long enough. Now, down in verse 8, he said, behold, that means see, look at it. I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And so, so God said this. He said, now, uh, I've got a place fixed for you, and you've stayed in the spot where you're in long enough. Behold, come into the place I've got for you. Now, I'd like to say this, please, tonight. If you're here and uh, you're lost or out of fellowship with God or you need to move up or uh, join church, whatever you need to do, if God speaks to your heart tonight in this service, I want to beg you to make an effort to move out of the spot you've been in and get in the spot God wants you in. Amen. So let's all stand up for just a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for all our visitors, and thank you for this revival, and uh, God, thank you for Cooper, and uh, God, thank you for the spirit we feel and the fellowship we've already had tonight and all our, just all our friends and loved ones that's here and even the folks we just met tonight. God, I pray for this service, and God, uh, bless it in its entirety. Help us get in the spot you want us in tonight, God. Lord, we beg of you, and we ask you, and we, we ask you these things in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated, and we turn the service over to the choir.
Amen. Amen. If you're here tonight, you don't know where you're going. I hope you find that. I hope that you find Amen. in your heart that if That's God's good. calling you, that you can get what I have. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm thankful to be here tonight. Amen. I'm glad you didn't hold that in. That was good. That was from the Lord. Thank you for that great testimony. Thank God for the wonderful singing and this great spirit we can feel tonight. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Let's all stand for a moment, if you would. Everyone that has an unspoken prayer request you'd like to signify by raising your hand, please do that. Now, if you've got something on your heart to say, uh, testimony or prayer request, follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Pray for conviction. Amen. Please do that. And uh, a time or two, most people know what that means, but a time or two I've had people ask me, so why were they asking for conviction? And what does that mean? That means when God's Holy Spirit speaks to you and lets you know that you're in sin, that you've been convicted, you're guilty. See, the Bible says all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Well, what chance do we have then? Well, God gave his only begotten son. He came and died on the cross and rose from the dead, and he's alive. And he did that so we could get forgiveness for our sins. And so, but you have to realize that you're lost before you can get saved. That's what conviction means. So pray for this service. Another prayer request I got, they're having revival at a church called Old Path Missionary Baptist Church down in Sardinia. That's about a half hour east of Cincinnati, and we were blessed to go down our last night and hear another one of our grandsons, Trey Brock. He preached last night in revival down there. Now, there'll be another man preaching tonight. Trey's still with him, but it'll be a different guy preaching tonight. But I've got some folks down there on the heart, so I'd like for, us to, like for you to help me pray for that service down at Old Path. But let's pray for this service. Let's pour our hearts out to God, and let's do that scripture that God gave me to open up with. Uh, and I'll just sum it up this way. Let's do Let's do our utmost, everybody, to get in the spot that God wants us. Yeah. Anybody else got a prayer request or testimony? What's Ruth? the Lord. Appreciate those words. Anyone else? Amen. Please remember that request. We're not in a hurry. If you've got something on your hearts, please follow your heart and follow the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Just arm down. Just don't worry anymore. You know, this Amen. is And uh, really keep praying. Uh, uh, you can see the young people's got on their hearts sing a song. And uh, boy, I thank God. Or maybe songs. I don't know how many. But let's really pray. And, and once again, let's do everything 
that God wants us to do as individuals. Pray for them while they sing. Pray, pray, pray. Bless them, Lord. Help them. Amen. Think about that. Yeah. I'm thankful to be here tonight. I'm thankful for a 
Hey, man, I want to say this before you sing. Boy, I appreciate that song. I appreciate what I can feel tonight. And I appreciate what God laid on Jeremy's heart to say. And that fits in with what I'm needing to say. You know, I'm really looking forward to hearing Cooper preach in a little while. But if you're here and God's speaking to your heart, you don't have to wait till after Cooper preaches to come to the altar. And I can tell you right now, I know Cooper and I know his heart. He feels just like I do. Uh, if you feel like coming to the altar right now, that's what he's wanting you to do. And, and everybody obey the Lord. Let's get to that spot that God wants us in. And, and listen, I'll say this. The devil said, you can't do it. Well, I want you to know the devil's a liar. Because with God's help, we can. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Paul said that. That's the same truth for you and me, regardless. When I was lost, I said, I can't get saved. I couldn't on my own, but through the shed blood of Jesus, he had the work already done. So, sing when you get ready. As I look back on all of my days, so
thank the Lord for those good songs and thank the Lord for those young people. Anybody else got something to say before we pray? If not, we just ask Brother Billy Ray Thompson to lead us in prayer. Everybody pray. the Lord for being here and for how he's moving. Let's just keep praying. You know, it's good to come in order and pray, and I like to do that. But it's just as important to pray when we go back to the seat and sit down as it is more in order. And so let's really keep praying for this service, whatever's being done, uh, singing or preaching or uh, invitation, and uh, let's just pray. Now, who, who'd feel like singing a song? Maybe somebody else has got a special on your heart you feel like singing tonight? If you do, by all means, follow the Lord. If God's give you something, let's, let's really pray. Really pray, 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 pray. And and I this will be a little bit repetitious, but I need to say this again. God's put on my heart. If you feel like coming to the altar while they're singing, that's more than okay. It's wonderful if God's calling you. Whenever God calls you, that's when you need to come. Sing. While they sing, pray. Bless them, God. Help You really pray for us. The devil's beat me up now ever since I got in here today or tonight. Bless you, too much singing. Been a lot of singing, but all that's been good. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have. I felt the Lord in it, and that's what yeah. matters. This song been on our heart all day today, so just, just a really pray for us right your heart. Blaine, he's had a cold, and I don't even know if he can talk or not, but I never asked him. But the Lord will provide, I'm sure. So I'll roll back to see.
up ahead is the shoreline of the mighty Red Sea. There's no way to cross it, the water's too deep. Closing in from behind me is the enemy's crowd. Lord, do you still remember how you let Israel out? Hold back the sea, Lord, help me cross over. There's no way around, and I'll surely drown if I try on my own. But on dry I don't claim to be Moses, Lord, I fail you too much, but if I'm going to make it, I need that same touch, with faith as my rod, and your promise at hand in the footprints of Moses I'll cross on dry land hold back the sea Lord help me cross over I try on my own, but on dry ground, I'll go where it leads me. I'm counting on you to help me go through, hold back the sea. For me, I've got somebody there to hold back. When it gets, when I get in trouble, I don't know which way to go. Say, oh, I know I go that way. I keep my eyes toward heaven, and I feel Him moving in my heart, and I know everything's all right. the Lord for that good song, those good words. Praise the Lord. I'm glad I can feel him in my soul. God's working. And anybody else have a song? If you do, you still welcome to sing. If not, I'm going to pray for Sean while he comes. Appreciate it. I thought somebody might. Just keep praying.
I'm uh, thankful for what I can feel. I'm thankful for uh, what I got, Amen. where I got it from. I know where it came from. And Amen. Just pray for me. I'm going to try to sing this song. Yeah. When the melody's been written and the words have all been penned and you've heard the Spirit calling through some old sacred hymn. In the valley of decision, tell me, friend, what will you do? This life has many choices. Eternity has two. This world and all its pleasures will soon be passed away. The final invitation could be going out today. You're standing at the crossroads and the Savior's calling you. This life has many choices, eternity has two. The straight and narrow way leads to life, the broad way down below. What would it profit to gain the world and lose your very soul? Tomorrow is uncertain. Our days on earth are few. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. not be much in prayer and the Lord's here and you know it he's here in a great way but don't let up uh, pray and listen with everything that within you is pray for this preacher come on buddy honored and humbled to even be in this spot. Uh, been looking forward to it all week. I told people I wish Friday would just be here, yeah. nervous and excited. I appreciate even the prospect of revival. I'm glad that God is still in the reviving business just as much as he is the saving business. I'm, I'm glad of that tonight. I'm, I'm glad revival is not just a church thing, it's a personal thing. And I'm glad that when we, we seek his face and we fall before him, he'll grant us some things. I'm looking forward to what the Lord's going to do tonight desire your prayers. I've been studying all week, been thinking, been contemplating, been scared to death. And uh, I want you to know tonight, uh, throughout this revival, we've got a couple meetings scheduled, but I want to say this. I promise I'll give you the best I got. I'll give you everything I got tonight. I promise. Everything I got. Listen, somebody here, I don't know where you're at with God, but you need some help. I'm not saying that in a hateful way. I'm saying that in a loving way. I've been in your spot tonight. And there was a man who stood and proclaimed the gospel to me. 
and I found the help I needed in that moment. Let's get into the word tonight. Proverbs chapter number 29 and verse 18. Proverbs chapter number 29 and verse 18. Proverbs chapter number 29, verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. A servant will not be corrected by words, for though he understand, he will not answer. I know it's not a lot of reading tonight, but that's all I feel like I need to read. And so uh, you pray, as Brent was preaching Sunday night, I, I had been pondering about this revival, knew about it, was wondering, scared to death about where we'd even be at to start with. And God when he was preaching, spoke to my heart and put this verse in my heart and said, talk to him about a vision. Talk to him about a vision. So you pray, we begin, the Bible begins here and it tells us, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Begin to ponder, begin to think, and I'll, I'll just talk for just a moment. You pray, I'm helpless without you tonight. I want you to know that I need you to back me this evening. I need his spirit to come by. But the Bible begins, it says, where there is no vision, my people, they perish. And I had an eye appointment just a while ago, not too long ago, went to the doctor, and he looked at me and said, your eyes are doing fine. They're not, they haven't gotten any worse. They're, they're just fine. But I begin to think, begin to wonder about the time that I have walked into that doctor's office and he's looked at me at the end of my appointment and he said, your vision has gotten just a little bit worse. Your vision has gotten into a state where it is not what it once was and God began to turn, begin to reveal some things in my heart tonight. Can I say that every once in a while it's good for you and I to get our vision checked with our Lord and Savior. Believe it tonight, there's men that will take this scripture and they'll twist it into a natural prophecy fulfilling idea but I want you to know tonight if you're saved and you're born again, you've got a spiritual vision in your heart that matters. I believe God for some things. Can I say that tonight? But I've been in a spot a few times, friend, where I've walked tab and I've looked at the storm around me and I've seen the wind boisterous and I've wondered, God, I just don't know if you can do these things in my vision, in my idea of God. It got contaminated by the world but I sure am thankful today that when the physician came by, Terry, when the great physician came right by my way, when I felt like my vision was bad and I couldn't see him very clearly. I sure am thankful today that when the physician comes by he can clean up some things for you and I. I'm glad tonight for the times in my life when my vision was dirty and the physician came right by my way and he said, son, I know what you've been going through. I know the storms you've been seeing, but that does not end here. That is not the end of this. He says, I'm still on the throne and I'm still the mighty. Every once in a while tonight, friends, I believe it's good for you and I for a vision check. Begin to think about that. Begin to ponder. Friend, I thought about Peter as he was walking out on that water, and we all know the story. I want to say this tonight. Sometimes our vision can just get in the wrong place. I want to encourage you tonight. I know there's a lot going on in this world, but can I remind you for just a moment that Jesus is still seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for His people. Friend, if you're hurting tonight, friend, if you're in trouble, if you've got something going on, I hope you know that Jesus is looking down at you, ready to 
to make intercession for you. I'm glad tonight that when Peter was walking out on that water, Terry, I can see him as he's taking steps and taking steps. Peter's walking on water. That's something special. But understand tonight as he's walking about to touch hands with the Master, he got his eyes off of what was important and he got his eyes on the storm. And the Bible tells us that Peter began to sink in that water and the only thing that could have saved Peter in that moment is he looked up to Jesus and he said, Lord, would you save me? Can I encourage you tonight? If your vision's in the wrong place and you feel like you're sinking in the mire of sin, if you're sinking in the water, reach your hand up to the only one that can help you. Man, Peter was in a spot where he felt like he had no vision. He saw the storm and said, God, there's no way that I can make it through this. But when he spoke to Jesus, everything got resolved. Friend, I don't know where you're at tonight, but you may say my vision is not what it once was. Get to the one who can resolve it for you. There's importance in this tonight. Where there is no vision... Our vision can get in the wrong place. I thought about David. You just pray. You bear with me, I promise. Listen, David, we all know this story. We've heard it a hundred times. But there's something in this tonight. David went up on the rooftop and he began to look out. Man, and he saw something that looked good to his eyes. And he's... He said, I want that. What was her name? Her name was Bathsheba. Terry, and it looked good to his eyes. So in his natural man, he went out and he said, I'm going to chase that. Didn't think about what God was doing in that moment, friend. His vision got in a bad, bad place, Blaine. And then he doubled down and he made matters worse. And after he had done the things he had done with Bathsheba, he realized the trouble that he was in. They were bound to have a child. And then in that moment, he looked out at his battlemen and he said, listen, I want you to set your eye to Hittite. I want you to set him at the front of the battle lines. David wanted Uriah killed so he could cover his dirt. Can I encourage you of something? When you get your vision in a bad place, it has an effect on those around you. But there is the other side of that. There is a good vision to have tonight. Can I talk to you for just a moment? My football coach from high school is sitting right here in front of me. I want to encourage you of something. A good vision has effect on some people. I can remember being in high school and wondering, God, how is this going to work? How am I going to preach? How am I going to go to church. God, how is this going to work? I thank God for him because he looked at me at football practice and he said, son, there are some things in this life that matter more than what our flesh desires. I'm glad tonight for people in this life that will look at us and they'll say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Thank God for the saints that will still stand and say the kingdom's worth chasing. The kingdom's worth going after. Son, chase the kingdom with everything in you. You ought to chase that kingdom tonight. David looked and he set him at the front lines. Uriah got killed and then Nathan came to him. Nathan told him a parable about a sheep that this man had and it meant the world to him. And then it said a man came along and took him up, took it from him. Everything that that man valued, he took it from him. And he took it away from him. And David got mad. Man, David got mad. He said, cursed is that man. And Nathan had the boldness in his eye to look at him and say, David, thou art the man. 
In that moment, we find it sank into David, the mistake he had made. Friend, can I encourage you? If you've made some mistakes and your vision's gotten in a bad place, that's not the end of David's story. We find in the book of Psalms, he says these words. He says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Friend, if your vision's in a wrong place, I want to let you know you can still get where the good vision's at. You can still chase that kingdom. I don't know what you're chasing tonight, but I want to remind you that one of these days, it's all going to be consumed in a lake of fire. Preacher, I just don't know how I feel about that. Listen, you can't pick and choose out of this thing. If you want one, you've got to have it all. If it says... If it says it's going to be consumed, friend, it's going to be consumed. Can I encourage you? There is nothing worth chasing down here and placing it in front of our Lord and Savior. There's nothing in your vision tonight, your spiritual vision, that's worth placing in front of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't know what it is tonight. Don't know if it's sports. Don't know what you got on your plate. But can I encourage you? When you put Jesus on the front line and you keep Him in front of you, life just seems a little bit a whole lot better. I want to encourage you tonight if He He's not in the front of your vision. If you're not chasing Him now, would be a good time to start. Preacher, I'm 90. I don't have much of a life left. You've got two choices tonight. You could stay in your place or you could say with the time that I've got left in my life, with this little bit of time, I'm going to chase the kingdom of God with everything that's in me. I'm glad tonight there's some fellows in the Bible that give us some examples of what a spiritual vision is. I like what Paul said. He said, I have finished my fight. Paul's vision was towards home. Friend, I want to encourage you. You ought to have a vision towards home because you could be going there any moment. Our lives, life is but a vapor. That's what the book of James says. Friend, if you look around you, you'll find there's people dying everywhere. There's people dying a lonely, sad, sorrowful death. I've gotten the opportunity to work at the hospital, enjoy it, but there's some sad times in that place. I've been around, friend, I've seen it in front of my eyes when a family has to deal with the death of a loved one. But can I encourage you tonight? I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the God of all comfort and He will take care of you. Listen, I'm going to get personal if that's okay. We're going, to, we're going to get the rubber to the road. Listen, if your marriage is struggling, can I ask if your vision is in the right place? God, help me please. Listen, the purpose of marriage tonight, that as a couple, you say, preacher, you're not married. I'm just going off of what I know the Bible says. Listen, your marriage needs to be centered right around Jesus Christ. Preacher, our marriage is struggling. You better get Jesus Christ at the center of it. Well, preacher, I just, we used to do good, and then now we're struggling. Your vision may have diminished just a little bit. Preacher, my Christian walk has diminished just a little bit. Can I say your vision may not be what it used to? 
Well, my preaching, preacher, I just don't know about the old preaching thing anymore. I tried it. I know God called me, but sometimes I just get beaten down by the devil and I don't feel like preaching anymore. Can I encourage you that He is worth preaching about? Friend, I want you to know that when you get Him back at the center and everything else is outside of that, you don't have to worry about that very much anymore. But when Jesus is right at the center of your vision, there are some things to be happy about tonight. I don't know what you're going through, but friend, I want to remind you just one more he needs to be at the center of your life well preacher why should he be at the center of my life he tells us in the next statement he says without a vision my people perish you know what happens when the church begins to lose its vision one of the saddest things I hear nowadays is a young Christian I hear some people God just don't move like he used to Listen, I decided at 15 years old, when I, I got saved at 6, but when I said, God, here is my life, I decided that, God, I believe you can do anything. Friends, here's what I know. Though the devil and the world like to tell us that this thing's over and there's no hope anymore, and there's no chance of revival anymore. I look in front of myself tonight, and I see some people that decided to gather out for the chance and the hope of revival. Friend, you light a spark, and it'll catch some other stuff on fire tonight. I want to remind you that God is still willing to revive His people. If you're doubting God tonight and saying, I just don't see it, I want to say your vision is not in the right place. But when you get your eyes back on Him, the things that He can do seem pretty real. Reasonable tonight. I want you to know that that when I get to thinking about how good He is, friend, He made this. He made the world we're dwelling in. He made you and I. He made light. He made darkness. He can send revival just as sure as you woke up this morning. We're coming to a close very shortly. Listen tonight. What happens when the church loses its vision, young people? Tonight, here's what happens. Those school halls that need Jesus to be echoed. It's not echoed anymore. I don't matter in this fight. You do. Notice it didn't say, without the preachers having a vision, my people perish. It didn't say without the deacons having a vision. Friend, but I want to remind you tonight, it takes some unity. It takes everybody coming together without a vision. That is addressing each and every single one of us. Without a vision, Terry, our people will perish. Preacher, I just don't know if the church can grow anymore. Without a vision, the people will perish. I just don't know about the whole church growing thing. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Get your eyes on Him and He'll give you an answer tonight. Get Him back at the center of your life. Start chasing the kingdom once more more I know I'm jumping around listen kids when when we lose our desire and I'm preaching to you from a place I've been when we lose our vision those people that need Jesus you're not there to tell them about him your workplace matters when the workplace when there's no vision in the workplace people that are looking for Jesus and they can't find him out of you. Friend, I want to remind you tonight that every sword in this fight matters. Yeah. Your vision tonight 
It matters. Why? Because if you don't get in, you don't get right. Tonight, friend, there is somebody perishing because you weren't in a time and place to tell them Jesus can save you from your sin. I want to encourage you tonight that we can still say that because He's still in the saving business. There's men tonight that'll twist this Scripture and they'll talk about a natural self-fulfilling prophecy and they'll say, if you envision that you make a million dollars, you'll make it. Uh-uh, tonight. Here's what this is saying. If you can envision the things of God, if you can believe Him for it, we can see some things happen. Here's what I believe in my heart tonight. I don't know what church you belong to, don't know where you're from, but somebody tonight, your vision has either gotten misplaced or it's gotten just a little bit worse. I thought about Terry as I was studying this week. I thought about going into that doctor's office. I thought about when I went in there and he said, your vision, it's just gotten a little bit worse. And he's looked at me and said, but, got a solution. Can I encourage you tonight? I know the great physician. Oh, God. And there's been times I've walked in this place with some bad vision, but I walked up to the altar, Terry... As a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, man. Come on. Sitting yay back. I can't tell you what you preached. (laughs) But I can remember God saying, It's time you get a vision for me in your life. And I can tell you this, not because of me. God has worked wonders in my life, in my family's life. Preacher, just what God can do, you're looking at the fruits of what God can do. I'm not perfect, I'm not ragging on me, but I'm bragging about how good He is tonight. Somebody tonight needs to get your vision back to what it once was. Seek ye first the kingdom of God tonight. You get that mindset, you'll be in a good place. I'm done, let's get a song, let's stand. I don't care if you're from another church, you still need vision. I don't care how old you are tonight, you still need some vision for Jesus. Here's what I know tonight, that there's never been a time, never in the history of man, when somebody has come to God and said, God, I know I used to walk like this and talk like this, but God, I've I've slipped away. There has never, never, ever been a time that He has not been faithful. If we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive us and just to forgive us. Listen tonight. I don't know. I I worry about what church folk are going to think about me. Here's what matters tonight. You're already putting something else in the center of your vision. Friend, if you get Jesus right there, I'll tell you what, can I, can I tell you something? You'll get up in the morning with God on your mind. Every time you wake up, no, I'm not perfect, understand me. But there's something about when you wake up and your vision's right, your spiritual vision, and if God comes along the side and says, let's tackle the day together. Listen, if you're here tonight and your vision's not in the right place, you're missing out on something so sweet. Well, preacher, what do you mean tonight? Listen, there are some of the darkest times in my life, and you've heard me say it before, I'm young, and I haven't been through near as much as you have, I'm sure. 
But listen tonight, I know, I know that I know that I know that in my darkest times, when my vision is right, stoning, man, I feel like the devil is just beating on me. And I feel like the world's getting ready to knock me out. And I get in my little prayer closet. And I call it to the God that made the same earth you're on right now. He comes a running. Says, I'm here to help. I don't know where you're at, but here's what I know. Your vision is not what it used to be. You say, preacher, you're beating a dead horse. I want to get it through to you tonight. It's time to get to seeing again. Amen. Well, preacher, will it be like it once was? Friend, here's what I know. That joy that you had before, it'll be there again. You can get it back, yeah. Sing when you're ready. As God stands back and is telling somebody, it's time you quit playing games. It's time you stop chasing the things of this world that do not matter and you seek first the kingdom of God. It'd be a good time tonight to get your vision fixed up. The physician is standing back. He never closes. His doors are always wide open. Jesus is my high tower. Tonight, yeah, come on. listen to this. When everything else is dark, but He's right in front of you, you can have that. Is closer than a brother. How about it tonight? Him, there's no other. Would you seek the kingdom Without tonight? Would you make the first step in this? Amen. You're not going to get there and staying in your seat. Friend, it's going to take a step of faith tonight to say, God, I want to get my vision back. God, I want to see what you can do once more. God, I believe you for tonight. David would testify tonight that God can restore some vision. Peter would testify tonight that God can restore some vision. Amen. Tonight as God is standing back saying, get your life back in order. Get your life back to what you be. Friend, why don't you come tonight? There's someone around you that's depending on you saying the name of Jesus so they don't perish. Someone around you is perishing. God's saying, Jesus, he's not a sinner of your vision. Friend, can I encourage you tonight? Get him back now so that tomorrow you can tell people he's in the sinner of on as God is standing back speaking knocking on the door as long as this world saying I've saved you but that was not the only purpose in this tonight there is more to this than just getting saved there's a life to live in Jesus Christ there's a vision to have he would go with me always through good times and he's through the world hand in hand He's wanting to be your best friend, but you're, you're not letting him be the center of your vision anymore. He's the best friend in my life. Yeah, Lord, come on. For his yeah. walk You're not going to get help anywhere else. You're not going to find another solution. 
it's easy and you hear me tonight please hear me it's easy to step back and look around and think I wonder who this is going to yeah friend can I let you know if you can remember a time and place in your Christian walk when you were closer than you are now you ought to come and do business with God amen well preacher I, I'm not perfect none of us are yeah. friend but there's something about knowing that your vision is centered on the that's kingdom. right preacher I encourage you, I'm done, I'm done. I'm going to turn it over to Terry, but you need to get fixed up tonight, whatever you got going on. Amen. Turn it over to Terry. Love you, buddy. Good job, buddy. Love you, buddy. I'll need another song in just a minute. Amen. I want to say amen to the gospel. I appreciate what I've heard preached tonight and the power that I've heard it preached in. And, uh, well, I could relate to what he was preaching tonight. There's been times in my life since I've been saved that... I was uh, looking the wrong direction, and things just didn't add up right to me. I just, well, how can people feel this way? How can the church do that way? And I was looking in the wrong place. I was, and he used the example of Peter when he was looking at the storms instead of looking at Jesus. And I've been in that place. And when I was looking at the storms, I was in a place where I was sinking. My vision wasn't just right. Let me tell you something else, and God put this on my heart. When I was a lost boy... I tried to envision how it would be to be saved. I wanted, uh, I, I wanted to know, and I, I'd even ask my mom, well, how does it feel to be saved? She said, well, I, I can't explain it. And said, uh, uh, well, how will I know if I get saved? She said, well, well you'll know it. You'll know it. I, I wanted her to tell me more than that. But uh, then after I got saved, I realized well, she told me all she could. And then when my, my kids got up to a place where they was uh, wanting to know, I I couldn't tell them any more than Mommy did. I couldn't tell them more than she told me. But, but I want to tell you this. Uh, when I was a lost boy and God began to call me and he began to speak to my heart, uh, I'm telling you what, it was a fearful thing to me. It was an alarming thing. And I thought, I remember sitting in church and saying, I wish I never would have felt like this. It's the awfulest feeling I ever had. I wish I never would have felt like this. Now, looking back at it, I'm glad I felt like that. Because it helped me to know I needed to get saved. Now, let me say this, and then I'll have them sing just a minute. Another thing God's put on my heart. Uh, I had a good friend many years ago that I talked to, and uh, we got to talking about uh, church, and God laid on my heart to ask this friend uh, if they could tell me about their salvation experience. And they just kind of chuckled, and they said, well, uh, I've been a Christian all my life, and boy, I've I felt alarmed when they told me that, and I said, what do you mean? 
I said, well, from the uh, earliest remembrance I've got, I grew up in church. Mom and Dad took me to church, and I went to church, and I've been involved in church, and I've followed the Lord, and I've lived for the Lord all my life. And I said, you don't have a, a time and a place that you can go back to where you got saved? I said, well, not really. And so uh, God let me explain to them uh, that you've got to have a time and a place. If you're here tonight and you might go to church regular and you might be a good person and you might have good morals, uh, but listen, if you haven't been born again, you're on your way to hell. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to be mean or rude. That Jesus told Nicodemus, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, listen to me tonight. I believe there's a number of things here that needs to happen in this service. I, it's just the way I feel, just my thoughts. I believe there's some people that's been saved that needs to come and uh, get their vision cleared back up. I believe there's some people, and hey, you don't have to be a scoundrel to need to come to the altar. You don't have to be an outlaw to need to come and repent. I've, I've been in that spot more than once, I'm sorry to say. And life's a repenting way. So I, so I believe there's some people that needs to come and, and get uh, brightened up. If you just need to come and get close to the Lord, just get fired up, uh, please do that. And back to you that are lost. If there's one here tonight, and I suspect that there's, uh, I wouldn't say how many. I'd say there's a, a host of people here tonight that's never been saved by God's grace. If you realize tonight that you need to be born again and you feel that stirring down inside, if it's just a little still, small voice, I want to beg you while they sing this song. I want to beg you to come. Whatever it is that God's wanting you to do, I want to, I want to beg you, please do that. While they sing in church, keep praying. I know you are. Mind the Lord. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Please come. Please come. In the morning. Listen. When I rise. Listen. Mind the Lord. In the morning. Please come. When I rise. We'd like to pray with you. God loves you. He'd like to help you. When I rise. God's got the help we need. I need help all the time. God's always got it. Shady's never failed me. And when, I and when the devil tells me, alone, you can't do this or you can't do that, God's wanting me to do something, the devil says, you can't do it. The devil's a liar. When God wants us to do something, he'll help us do it. It's just up to us to make the effort. Make the effort. Make the move. Come and get in the spot that God wants you in. Just like I read to you earlier in the service. God wants somebody to come and get in your right spot tonight. It's why I don't know how to do that. Obey the Lord. Come and seek Him. Come and ask Him. And listen, let me, let me get back to you that are here tonight that are saved. Maybe you haven't followed God like you should for a long time. Isn't God worth making a move? Even if it's coming to the altar, isn't God worth it? I believe he's worth it. He thought we were worth enough that he gave his only son to die on that old cross. We need to be worth what God wants us to do for him. We need to count him worthy. God's worthy tonight. Please come. Please come. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Well, be embarrassed and come on. You know, if you get a 
it so what? It's worth it to help somebody. It's worth it to let your light shine. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Amen. Please obey the Lord. Well, I appreciate the songs. And uh, I got another request. This uh, might seem a little odd, but uh, this come on my heart when I was walking back up the aisle. Uh, I know you've already been here once, but I'd like for the young people to come back and sing at least one more song. Extend the invitation. Right. 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 Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank the Lord. Amen. Appreciate that testimony. Let me say this to you tonight. The devil is not big enough to keep you from getting a blessing. You have to help him. You can keep you from getting a blessing, and the devil will try to lead you down that road where you can't get a blessing. But by himself, he's not big enough or powerful enough to keep you from getting a blessing. Why? How can you say that, preacher? Because he that's within you is greater than he that's within the world. The God that lives in my soul has enough power to bless me if I'm being attacked from every side. But it's up to me uh, to make that effort to reach out to God. Why? Well, I believe I believe when Peter was sinking, when the Lord reached down to get him, I, I kind of expect Peter reached up when the Lord reached down, don't you? And I'm glad he got back in the boat. I believe somebody tonight needs to get in the boat while they sing tonight. Boy, I appreciate you. If you need to come to the altar, if you're lost or out of fellowship or just need to get moved up, come while they sing. Listen, come on. Everybody here, mind the Lord. If God gives you something to do, do it. Please do it. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Got something else. I'm going to get down and pray. That's what my impression is. You do whatever you feel like God wants you to do. Oh, to the lost, because you are.
plan. And Lord, when I have you, you can make my eyes to see. Yeah. And guide me through these valleys. Yeah, Lord. While I'm underneath your wings. Amen. Lord, Thank you, Lord. I am nothing on my own. I'm just earthly flesh and bones. Coming before your throne. Lord, if I have you, then I'm a child of the King. I am an heir to the throne. You can do anything, but I'm nothing Amen. Good singing. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, buddy. I want to ask you tonight, how, how willing are you, how bad do you want revival? Yeah. Say, preacher, I, if I asked you to raise your hand, I'm not going to. No. But I'm sure that every house in the hand would raise. Can I ask you tonight, friends, are you willing to do something? To yeah. Bless him, Lord. I encourage you tonight, if you want revival and you're not in the place you need to be, you need to get where you need to be. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, that's good. All right.
you could sing a couple more verses out again if you want to. I want to make this or something else. But I need at least a couple more verses. God really put this on my heart. I believe there's somebody here that's needing to move, struggling real bad, and maybe wrestling within yourself. And I've been in that spot and done that. Uh, what I'm going to ask uh, in a little bit when I get them sing, I'm going to ask if you're here and you're concerned about yourself and you know there's a, a spiritual need in your life, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to step out from wherever chat, come up. You can shake hands with me. Nothing special in me, but I'll just be a statement by that. Just be saying by that, I do have a need, and I want you to pray for me, and I need God's help. I want you to pray for me. Now, I won't try to hold on to you when you come up here. I'll shake your hand. might hug you if I feel like it, uh, but you can go right on back to your seat. Now, once you get up here, if you decide you want to stay, that'd be totally up to you, and you'd be welcome to do that. But somebody needs to do something. Everything we ever do takes a little step to start with. This may be a little step that heads you in the right direction that gets you on the track you need to get to, on the spot you need to get on, and gives you the vision you need to have. And so, uh, oh, go ahead. I appreciate the service and yeah. the way Cooper preached, and it was just wonderful. And uh, Amen. he was talking about a vision and yeah. gave a few examples. And I thought about another example, uh, a man named Saul. Yeah. And uh, he was on his way to doing his own thing, and the Lord come by and struck him blind. Yeah. He couldn't see a thing. Amen. But God gave him direction. He gave him a place to go to get That's help. That's right. Amen. And uh, you may be standing here today. You may be blind. You got no vision for your future. Yeah. But he's giving you a destination. Yeah. He's Amen. got a place for you to come yeah. and find him and get reconciled. And he can give you that vision in your life. No matter what your trouble is, no matter what your sorrow is, your Amen. burdens, your whatever it is, God is the answer. He's got a destination for you. It's right up here. Come get the Lord. Amen. Boy, praise the Lord. Pray for them all this thing, and please come. If it's just give your hand, go back and say, okay, that's fine. But do something. Make that little move, if that's it. There's some people here that's really on my heart that I know need to make a little move. At least a little move. Come on, come on. on it's time to get in, get, get your eyes open, get your vision cleared up. Get in the center of God's will. Come on, come on. You know who you are. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Come on, come on. Yeah, come on. And the light. That shines come. in darkness. Come on. We'll I'm just an old beggar. Just begging you to obey the Lord. If Please it come. wasn't for the lighthouse, there's no need to say no to God. No there's every need to say yes to Him. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. There can be some just come on that on that uh, on that invitation. Just come. Help us, God. Help us, Lord. I pray. Amen. 
I thank God for the start of this revival. And uh, I appreciate what I feel, how the Lord's moved, how he's called the people. And I appreciate this wonderful crowd. What a what a fantastic crowd of people. And I'm just thrilled and amazed and thank the Lord for it. Anything else? Uh, I will tell you this. I don't want to forget to tell you this. Uh, there's some uh, uh, snacks and food and stuff out in the fellowship hall. And... Uh, We'd like everybody that can to go out and visit with us and get you some snacks and fellowship and just visit and uh, have a good time. Uh, we want you to do that, and, and I want you to pray. Tomorrow now, service starts an hour earlier. starts at 6 o'clock. And so if you can, come back tomorrow night, uh, pray much, and uh, obey the Lord. And if you're here tonight and God's really been dealing with you and you felt his spirit uh, asking you to do something, and you haven't done it in this service. If God would continue to deal with you even after service is over, uh, it'd be good for you to pray. And uh, if you could get things fixed up with the Lord, you'd come back tomorrow night and tell us. And we've seen that happen a few times. And uh, that's wonderful. So, but, but talk to the Lord. Uh, obey the Lord. Uh, do what the Lord have you to. And, and God will bless you. Uh, God's never failed. Okay, so... Anything else before we come to a closing here? Yeah. I don't feel like God called me and I come up. I've been in church a long time here. 
Yeah, my hand. You know. Yes, sir. I need to have something happen in my life. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate that request, and you've blessed my heart, Larry. Well, I thank God for you, and I appreciate you being open and honest like that and uh, asking for that prayer request. Praise the Lord. Somebody else got something on your heart. That may even be another one that's got a similar request to what Brother Larry did, and that ought to encourage you. Uh, you know, God helped him do that, and that touched my heart. And if, if you're in a similar spot and need to make a, a request, well, feel free to do that. And if you've got a testimony or a prayer request of any kind, you're welcome. All right, we're not going to dismiss service, but uh, uh, we are going to have uh, a prayer. We're going to ask uh, uh, to, for God to bless the meal that we're about to receive here in a little bit. And I'm going to ask Levi for you to pray that prayer.